Welcome to the 5 a.m. call presented by BAM, where you will build a repeatable morning routine through motivation and masterminding. Our calls are live every day, Monday through Saturday. You can sign up for the live calls at 5amcall.com and join the private Facebook community. If you're a real estate agent to further advance your career, grow your brand, and actually sell more homes, join me on BAMX with the link below. We have the best courses, live streams, and community for real estate agents. We believe that legacy real estate media is broken and we are here to fix it. That's why BAMX comes at a fraction of the cost and you can get a discount by using the code 5AMCALL. Join me in BAMX today. Other platforms tell you what to do. We actually show you how to do it. Hit the link below for BAMX and use the discount code 5AMCALL. July 5th, here we go, guys, girls. Today we're going to talk about communication. As Buddha said, if your mouth is open, you're not learning. In life, we have so many different environments in which we operate, different friend groups, different physical environments, all with their own special quirks, differences, and reasons. Uh, kind of like Lisa said the other day, reasons, seasons, or a lifetime. Uh, however, there is one consistent skill that's required no matter the environment of life, and that is communication. Now, to be a good communicator, you must first be a great listener. And I have a whole plan typed up, but then something happened yesterday that just is perfect. See, when it comes to being a great listener, it really is not just listening. Listening is an active skill. Listening is listening not just to what they say, but hearing for why they're saying it. Listening is understanding where this is coming from, where what they're saying is coming from, how they're feeling in the moment. Listening is about listening not to speak, but listening to understand. And the best way to do that is to ask questions. And so yesterday, one of my amazing business partners, she's a phenomenal agent, a better person, reaches out to me because her, her buyer is blowing up on her, losing his ever-loving mind. And so my first thing was, all right, well, detach from it. Give me some space. Tell me what's going on. Cash buyer, this, that, the other, tells her all of a sudden out of the blue on July 4th that he wants to get a loan, and she says, he must be drunk. He's yelling at me. He's being rude. Oh, by the way, it's all via text we'll get to in a minute. <clears throat> I say to her, I say, rock star, girlfriend, let's chat for a minute. What is he looking to do? When did this come up? How did this come up? There's got to be something else to it. So I said to her, you know what? You're getting frustrated. I hear you. Send them an email, copy me, that simply says, I think it's best that we all chat tomorrow. I've got my, my business partner, Jason, on the email here, and we'll figure this out for you. We've got your back. Because the number one thing is showing the client that they're supported. Now, long story short, the client is still buying cash. He understands he has to pay cash, but he wants to try to get a loan. And if he can get a loan prior to closing and leverage the loan to close and still close on time, he wants to go that route. And that is his prerogative. So last night, he sent an email which clearly said this. I responded back. We're all on the same page. And then this agent said, I'm sorry. And she and I were just emailing this morning. And just like I've been telling you guys, that there's never a doubt that she supports her client. Anyone who knows her knows that she supports her client. But it's not what we say. It's what people hear. It's perspective is key. It's the impact that we leave after the conversation. With that said, there are so many times in business and in life that clients or other people that we communicate with don't feel supported. Now, it's, it's our intention to support them, 
but the reason is that we're telling before we're asking. And now we've all gone through, and we've all, we've all read the three parts of communication study in 1971 by Albert Moravian, right? That there are three parts of communication or three elements in any face-to-face -face or communication in general, right? We've got words, which is what we say, tone of voice, which is how we say it, body language. Let's look at these really quick words, the things you actually say, and they're the smallest part of communication, which is why when I found out that this business partner was communicating via text message, I said, stop it. Find a way to get the client on the phone because words take out the tone. Tone is what deliver. Tone is, I don't know what that was. Tone is what deliver emotion. And emotions guide decisions. And then you've got body language. Body language is the single biggest part of communication. It's 55% of communication. This is why I love video text. I love getting in person. And so what, what this study proves to us that you all know I'm not going to get into and bore you all is really that it's not what we say, but it's how we say it and how people feel when we say it. Every single word in the English dictionary has another connotation to it. It has things that people believe. And so what I really want to focus on with you all is that you have less to gain from being right than you have to lose from how another will feel when they are wrong. Just like this age in this situation, telling him, no, you can't get a loan. You said you were doing cash. You're doing cash. What are you talking about? Well, she's right sort of, but he's also right that he can get a loan as long as he doesn't rescind because he doesn't get the loan. And so they're both right, and rather than arguing over who's right and who's wrong, neither took the time to ask the question, what's the goal you're trying to achieve and how do I help you get there? What obstacles do you see? Who do you plan on working with for that lender? Would it be helpful if I made some recommendations? How helpful would that be, right? Really understanding how we can serve, because service starts with questions. And a lot of times having to be right, it's nothing more than ego. It's an attempt to achieve some dopamine, but the problem is that it's at the expense of another. It's, it's the first step to breaking trust, to limiting communication, and most of all, it sets the tone for the remembered impact, otherwise known as the impression that is left. See, when we, when we fight to be right, it shows our counterpart that how we feel about ourselves is more important than the objective and what we accomplish with them. Now, it's all great. It all sounds great. It sounds easy. But I work on this. And so I've given you guys a professional tip or experience or whatever you want to call it. But this works in your personal life as well with marriages, friendships, relationships, business relationships, anything. The amount of times that we fight to be right and we lose more than we gain because of how we let the other person feel. No person ever listened their way out of a job, Calvin Coolidge. You can't listen your way out of a relationship, friendship, meeting, opportunity, or anything in life. Next time, be the first to listen. Ask and ask again. Ask me not to speak, but rather to understand. And then decide what is the objective and how do we get there. Not how do I get there. How do we get there. Listening is not passive. It is active. It is engaging, and it is asking. Ask the questions. Learn the fears, identify the objectives, and then execute. Together we go far. Let's get it.